to Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Oh my God, it's a different host hosting this time. It is Agent Nicole, the great one, the Ironborn, the lady that giggles a lot. I can't think of anything else. Lots of giggles. Lots of giggles. And with me, as always, I have the angry one, the one with all the science and sharks, Patsy the Angry Nerd. I do love me some science and sharks. Kind of like boats and hoes, but science and sharks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And as always, we have the Mistress of Merlot, the lushiest lush of my life, the one who's not feeling so well, the beautiful, the talented Ashes Fun Nightmare. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> How are you? We're hitting puberty again for I like the first like time. I feel like a caricature of myself right now. I, I should have come up with a different character for today. So you would have been like Ashes from... Daymare. Daymare, yeah. Oh. Daymare! Like, Hello! See, some people, like, when they get sick, their voice goes, like, very white. <laughs> they get very low. And, you know, um, I do the complete opposite. My voice goes high. You could sing that lollipop song that you guys like to sing. Oh, oh. The, you could definitely sing that. Lollipops and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Okay. That was lovely, everybody. You're welcome. And we can't forget our talented producer, Johnny Wolfenstein. Asha, did you contract Patsyitis? Oh, I contracted that a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although I can hear you a little bit better than I can hear him when he loses his voice. Uh, yeah. You need subtitles when he loses his voice. He just yeah, needs to stop trying to talk when he loses his that's voice. That's true. I can't stop. I have a lot to say and a lot of important things to say. You, you would if you were able. There's a platypus controlling you. He's, He's underneath, underneath the, the table. table. <laughs> Ooh, that's a character we should do sometime. Phineas and Ferb. No. Doofenshmirtz. Well, I love Doofenshmirtz. Wow. But that's not who we're talking about today. No, no. we will talk about what we're going to talk about shortly, but I just want to say how everyone's doing other than sick. It's been a couple of weeks. We're getting over the the um, fanboy over there. Of, I'm still reeling from that Mike Price episode. Yeah. How cool was that, guy? That was pretty that cool. That was really cool. I ended up watching F is for Family, and it was just wonderful. Well, I, we just watched one the other day. Where Kevin was, uh, the Bill was hiding under the bed, and the um, <laughs> detail of animation in that Damn. scene, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, there's a high level of attention to detail. Uh, when you get to, I think it's episode five, where Bill, uh, don't shy away. Bill, Bill Murphy's day off, I believe is the title of the episode. Uh, yes, they, uh, they go all out. Uh, balls to the wall with that inf- uh, animation. Hey-o. So uh, if you haven't seen it, see it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And once you've seen it, you cannot unsee it. This is true. This is very true. I know. I was like, I had to watch it again because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait oh, a- for purely for research sake. <laughs> what is that? Is that? Oh, ooh, let me rewind. That. Oh, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> let me just rewind it 46 more times to make sure. No, I rewind it once because I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, OK, oh, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, OK, yeah. was not expecting that. And that- then I was like, huh. 
My nose is full of boogers. I hate the dad so much, though. I don't. Yeah. I hate the dad. Like, I do not know how the wife. Keep your boogers to yourself. It's so gross. I like, like those, gross things. It's like those They're weird nougat candies you used to get with like the green and the red like gel inside of them. What? You know, they're like the white nougat candies. How about you not ruin? Well, my grandparents had them, so maybe that's what it was. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they were uh, Brock's jelly nougats. I'll have to find a commercial. That's disgusting. But before we get into our um, getting into character question and our discussion of today's episode um if you really enjoy this podcast please leave a five-star review on apple uh, uh, apple pod or just pimp us out to your friends through stitcher satchel google play spotify spread the word we are here we're on facebook just type in thread on thursday podcast um we're all on twitter we have Patrick Rahal, we have Miss Von Nightmare, Nick Tompkins, uh, TD, oh my god, TD, th- I don't even remember. TD Thursday Pod. Thanks. Wolfie, uh, is there a way you could pull up, because uh, I, I know we have a couple of new reviews on uh, the Apple Tunes. We have new reviews? Yeah. yeah. When did we really? Get- we have a couple of new reviews on the Apple Tunes. And, oh, that's uh, exciting. That is very exciting. Yeah. Um, I believe there was uh, from a couple of the uh, the good friends of our show, um, and one other. I think there's like three new ones. Oh, there, Agent Nicole. You can you pull that up on your? Um, looking right now. Oh no, Wolfie's got it. Wolfie's got it. Wolfie's got it. Uh, I think he's looking through it now. What do we got over there, Wolfie? We got something. Who good? the fuck wrote that? Twenty one hours ago. What a show. I might be slight, slightly biased, but Patsy the Angry Nerd is probably the most handsome podcaster out there. Certainly the most attractive one named Patsy on the particu- this particular show. What a fucking shithead. So uh, yeah, I, you're going to deny it? I or? may or may not have just gotten a uh, an iTunes account so I could read uh, to review some of our friends' shows and may or may not have left uh, an anonymous... That is not anonymous. Well, right? whoever wrote it, it that. does say your name, Patsy the Angry yeah, Nerd. Yeah, so right you on can't. It. Whoever you can't wrote deny. that is very intelligent and uh, clearly also very handsome. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You should have actually talked up your hosts and used that yeah. opportunity to talk them up. Well, everybody always talks them up. Somebody needs to talk me up, even if it is me. Well, <laughs> you do a very oh, good job of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. talk you up. Oh, yeah. Okay, leave that to the bedroom. So, what, what, uh, we got a couple other ones on there, Agent Nicole. What are the other ones? The two one I saw. Yeah, that's the newest one we've had. There were two other ones on there. No, we've talked about these other ones. Are you sure? The yes, other, we did. The other one's from January and then April of last year. Yeah, oh. KYD cast. We've talked about the Kill Your Darlings. Oh, because I thought I saw a couple other ones on there from no. uh, the Best Darn Diddly folks. I believe that one was just recently left. No. Oh, I'll have mm-hmm. to uh, double no, check. Just, just the narcissistic one. <laughs> but anyways, for today's episode, we are going to talk about this wonderful cult film. Came out in 2014, What We Do in the Shadows, featuring... Oh my God, no. Ta- Taika Watiti and Jermaine Clement, 
and they're um, play special vampires on this wonderful mock documentary, which mockumentary, mockumentary. Ah, wow! I wasn't even me. Are you sure you're not trying? That's a recumentary right there. So we are going to talk about the um, three main vampires of that beautiful horror film. But before we get into it, we have a getting into character discussion. For many, many years, the great debate has been vampires versus werewolves. I am dropping down the question of, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? And discuss why. Ashes. I don't know. I've been thinking about this, and there are pros and cons to both. Yeah. Like, okay, so... (laughs) There's like a, a, a sexy allure to being a vampire, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm already a night person, so that works. Um, but like, there's also a lot of cons to that as well. Like, I really enjoy the beach. I wouldn't be able to go to the beach during yeah. the day. I mean, I could go to the beach at night, but like, you would still miss like the really nice sunsets Sunset. on the beach. And there's nothing like, you know, Sprawling out on the beach with a glass of wine in your hand, watching the sunset, and you know, there's just there's the waves and it's crashing, and mm-hmm. everything's like super calm and stuff. It's nice, it's really nice. So, like, I don't know. And like, with a, being a werewolf, you could do that, but like, being a werewolf, you would also have some of the traits of a dog. So, like, you know, as a werewolf, you would lick yourself, meaning probably when you're back in human form, you'd be hacking up hairballs. How do you explain that to somebody? Uh, I eat a lot of hairy food. But I feel like if you're a werewolf, you can eat whatever you want, as with vampires, you cannot. And that's the thing, too. Like, with a werewolf, your condition really only bothers you on full moons. I mean, and I'm a moon worshiper anyways, so... I, what was funny is when I was driving here, I was like, I don't mind being a werewolf. It's like getting your period once every... Right? Uh, yeah, be- okay. So I guess I'm going to have to go with werewolf. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, uh, the allure of being a vampire is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, yeah, I'm a vampire. Yeah, like, very much, you know, vampire Lestat, queen of the damned, mm-hmm. um, you know super cool but yeah i don't know i think realistically think like thinking realistically mm-hmm. i would have to go with a werewolf because i wouldn't have to give up a much of my like personal life in order mm-hmm. to be a werewolf whereas being a vampire like my mom's gonna notice right that i'm not you don't come around during the day anymore you look less pale than usual yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. people are gonna notice versus you know Hey, it's a full moon. I need to head out for a little bit. That's that's not as sketchy. That's not as like noticeable. Correct. I so agree. I, I think I'd go with a werewolf. Plus, the werewolf scene, like the transformation scene in Trick or Treat, is just so amazing that yeah. that's exactly what I would want to so do. Wonderful. Yeah. So How about you, Patsy? Well, see, I thought about this a lot too. This is actually uh, <clears throat> the question that I came up with because whenever you see these types of movies. Um, that center around like a vampire lore. They're <laughs> always matched up against vampire uh, werewolves. You know, so we've got this film. We've got you know the twenty six underworld movies, the the Twilight movies, Van Helsing, Van Helsing. All of these movies pit the werewolves versus the the the, the vampires. But it also depends on what kind of vampire. Like, do I want to be some like stupid sparkly vampire? 
No. Do I want to be like a daywalker, like Blade? Like, that's a cool one. That's a good one to do. Uh, you could be that type of vampire. Whereas the werewolves are all pretty much the same. Uh, they're depicted the same way every time. It's like no one has any originality when it comes to depicting uh, werewolves. They're all essentially, you know, look at, you know, I think the only uh, different one I've seen in a long time is Thriller because uh, he kind of looks like a cat. But, I mean, you look at the, the vampire, I mean, the werewolves from any of the movies that I mentioned, they... Although the, the what you call it, the Twilight werewolves are more like dire wolves than anything else, whereas, you know, you have the uh, bipedal werewolves of Van Helsing and and um, Monster Squad and um, Underworld. The other thing is, would I be able to transform whenever I want, like in uh, Hemlock Grove? Because that's another one, werewolves versus vampires. Uh, so would I want to? Would I be able to trans transform anytime I wanted, or would I only be able to transform at the full moon? Like, what are my additional powers? Because I mean, you know what we see in this film, like these guys can kind of fly and stuff, but you have to be invited in if you want to go somewhere. Like that seems like yeah, a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like you would be can't able to eat go anywhere. fries. The fuck. Like, you know, I don't want to be, like, essentially what boils down to a, a glorified, like, were-mosquito. Like, that's essentially what a vampire is. Um, All right. So I'm, I'm going to have to go werewolf as well. But if I'm going to pick what type of werewolf... Um, a cute one. <laughs> I'd probably go with pink one. The, the werewolf from Thriller, because I could also turn into a, a breakdancing <laughs> zombie. So and control other zombies, and then switch back and forth between zombie and human and werewolf and like I yeah so I would be a thriller uh, thriller werewolf. All right. So what about you there, uh, Scruffy? Um. So I thought long and hard about this. I picked werewolf just because I would like to be able to eat whatever I want and not be just sucking down people's blood. And then if I ate a chip, I would puke it all up. Like, that's, I don't want to do that. Um, I, as much as I'm a night person, I do like the day. So vampire, being a vampire would just really suck. You can still be a, see, that's the same argument she brought up. You can still be a night person as a werewolf. Well, right, but it would, as a vampire, though, you're completely, like, you don't have that option. Right. Whereas werewolf, you have that option. You can either be a day person or a night person. The only yes, problem I would have is I would not be able to be an astronaut mm -hmm. because if I landed on the moon, I would be a werewolf all the time and I'd be like a super mega werewolf. Like Only you would think of that. No, like only that's, you a, would that's go a legitimate there. question. You only you, Patrick. You could not. Well, what if I was launched into space? And what is Would it? I be a space wolf? <laughs> and here's the other problem I have. If you're a Could vampire, I turn into a shark instead? Could I be a space shark? shark? I, ooh, I have a space shark shirt. But Of course you do. But if you are in space and you're a vampire, is it just the sun or is it any star that could kill you? I don't know, but I wasn't done explaining why. I know. Sorry, I got went off on a tangent, yeah. and I interrupted you. Typical. Yeah, Hashtag that's what I do. Typical. Hashtag shut your face tag. 
Um, so, and plus, like I said earlier, like it's, <laughs> I hate using this analogy, but it's like a period. You get it once in a while and. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm just in a bad mood. I'm just being growly and just start growling at people like, hey, they'd be like, oh, she's. You know. Would you mark your territory as a werewolf? Like, is that a thing you do? Like, I don't if, know. Like that, that, that Jack Nicholson movie, Wolf, where like he's sitting there and the guy's in the urinal and he's just like pissing all over the place. The guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, marking my territory. Like, I do think it would be kind of fun to like snuggle <coughs> up with my cats as a werewolf, though. Yeah. To just be one cute little like fur pile. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cute. But I feel cozy. like, I don't know, I just... You know, I feel like you can go back and forth and it's not something that's going to be there all the time. And I don't know. I I could deal with that. And plus, if I was a vampire, I get to live. I mean, the great thing is you're immortal. And you, but then it's like, it gets boring too. I feel like you have to watch all the people that you know die. But think about the advances in technology you would have seen. That's like true. my grandmother's 94. I mean, she went from the radio to fucking... The, the smart TV in her lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, she went from like the railroad to the supersonic jet. Although True. I, I have a question, Wolfie, for you. If you are a werewolf, okay, what would you be able to run around killing giant cows and throwing them at soldiers? Like, would that be a thing you could do? Well, first of all, I'm not a werewolf. I'm a swearwolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. But I think that would that would be part of it. Like you know, would, this... Lee, would Liam Cunningham run okay, around that's and I thought cause you were problems going. for you? Like Sir Davos, <sighs> he was a dick in that movie. Dynamo, let me know what you think about oh the cows God. and the werewolves, um, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Agent Nicole, did you have any more about that? werewolf um, thing like why you want it to be a swearwolf I feel or a like werewolf. werewolves don't get the much appreciated love as vampires like it's always very aesthetically beautiful and blah 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 like I like the idea of vampire but I'd be a werewolf yeah werewolves are always like scruffy like savage looking guys whereas vampires are very proper and Victorian and, and wealthy and live in mansions and all have British accents. Well, if you think about it, though, like vamp- they're so mysterious That's vampires, true. and it's almost like they they can't let it known that they're vampires mm-hmm. because you know if their secret gets out, you know it can threaten it's like their- being a spy. Well, it can threaten their food supply and mm-hmm. whatnot. It's gonna it's a lot easier to hide that you're a werewolf than a vampire. How do you do your makeup as a as a vampire? How do you do your makeup? Oh, that's right. You can't see yourself. There's oh, my no God. Werewolf. I'm a werewolf. People can't, people <laughs> Me, can't, I can't take pictures see myself. of you. That you can't look at yourself. Like You just have a friend tell you what you look like. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're highlighted. Oh, here, here's a scarecrow with the outfit you're thinking of wearing tonight. Yeah. Or you can do what they do in the movie. Yeah, scarecrow. And draw pictures. Yeah. Here, let me let me paint you a portrait of what you look like and what you are wearing right now. And by the time the portrait is done... The night's already over. Just so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go werewolf, too. You know, mainly because of the whole, like, you need to be invited in places mm-hmm. stipulation. So we send that question out to you, folks. Would you be a werewolf or a vampire? Let us know on our Throwdown Thursday Facebook and page. And why? Yes, and why? 
And if for a bonus one, you could say which one you want to be because why not? And uh, like which which type, like what, you know, franchise would you most closely uh, relate with? Like I picked Thriller. Like what would you do? Like do you like the werewolves from Ginger Snaps? Like do you want to be a 13-year-old girl werewolf? Like that might work. You know, do you want to be a vampire from Salem's Lot? You could do that. You could be a werewolf from Teen Wolf, which I've never seen, but you could be there. Or Vampire Diaries. Always. Yeah, you could be. Uh... You could be a teeny bopper. Hashtag Team Edward. You could be a. Uh... <laughs> oh my god, that's oh! I just cringe because I Michael... was like that a while ago. You could I... be a Michael J. Fox werewolf. Used to be obsessed with it was my guilty pleasure. Twilight, yep. the Hi Twilight bye, movies. Girl. Yes, my I used to take my sister. To the theater to see those movies. I've seen all of them numerous times. I've read most of the books. I've read all the books. (laughs) I've read all the books. Last book, Waste of My Eight Hours of Life. I went to Borders, waited in line for it. Oh, high five for Borders. Borders. And Waste of Eight Hours. My dad came in the next morning and was like, so how's the book? And I was like, a fucking waste. It's a fucking waste how Stephanie Myers just wrote it out of her asshole. Oh, she kind of did the last few books. That's true. The only, the only really... Uh, in, Eclipse in, was the best one. See, I think the first one was the best. That one too. The one that you know, it establishes the characters. I thought that one was really well thought out and very well written. Um, but... Uh, the last, and I did enjoy Eclipse. I thought Eclipse was done really very well. Enjoyed, the only thing that got me through Breaking Dawn was Jacob's Chapters. Just because of the head titles and everything like that. Mm. It got me through it. But I really uh, I, in the movies, though, I was definitely I was I was team Jacob, to be honest yeah. with you. Although although I I was team end credits. I, <laughs> I, hate to, I, I had a poster of Edward Cullen in my room that my sister had gotten me. Oh no, and when I say in my room, I mean like in my bedroom, in my own apartment, because I had already graduated college. <laughs> and yeah, that was happening. So, um, I mean, granted, this was like 10 years ago, so I can I can still chalk up the, I was young and stupid and I didn't know about any better, but yeah. yeah. Me too. You were in your early 20s. Yeah, and I was still young and stupid and I didn't know any better. And I was in nope. my 18s, my teen years when that happened. Oh. That was awful. I'm sorry, Lindsay, my old roommate. I'm sorry I had to put you through that shit. But anyways, you were going to say something? No, no. I'm just reminiscing. Sparkly vampires. So stay sparkly. Stay tuned. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back as we talk about what we do in the Shadows characters. All right. Bye-bye.
Hey everybody, we are the Derailers, Goobs, Ripkin, and Jenny Bean, and you can join us once every week for a brand new derailment. It includes sidetracking, randomness, we just can't stay on topic. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Derailers. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Derailers! Hello again everyone, it's Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, here with a special message for you from Richie the WizKid. You know... A town without best darn diddly is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. The name's WizKid, Richie the WizKid, and I come before you good fans of Springfield with probably the greatest podcast. Uh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville podcast. Now you wait here just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us where to listen to best darn diddly and we'll listen. I'll tell you exactly where you can listen to it. You can catch the Best Darn Diddly Review Show each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So hop on the monorail and join us on this journey through the Simpsons series. And we're back. You don't have to point at me. I know how to. I know how to host over there. You're pointing you at me. You, I accidentally said looking, goodbye. So please. Yeah, I, like <laughs> that's what I'm concerned with. I was like, you know, you maybe say hello this time. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Yeah. No, sorry. I hope you stayed with us. I was. You know, it's been a while since I host, so I'm a little. People are gonna think that's a hell of a short show. I know. They're gonna miss the derailers and the best Iron Diddley uh, promos. I know. Unreal. I'm so sorry. But anyways, I'm so excited to talk about these lovely characters from a new, probably a new film that I'm going to be re-watching multiple times now. I need to uh, just say one thing real quick. <sighs> yes. The music you hear in the background is from our good buddy Rocky, who has just started his own podcast, mm-hmm. the Cast, Serious Talk About Stupid Shit, uh, and definitely give them a listen because that's just a lot of fun, inane, random stuff that, uh, you know, a bunch of dudes shooting the shit, and uh, it's definitely worth your time. Rocky is a fucking funny guy. And, yes, he uh, is. If you've ever listened to any of the Star Wars shows or any of the voicemails that he's left of the various uh, shows, either us or uh, Trick or Treat Radio, uh, then you already know. So if you like uh, crude Canadian humor then that's the show for you. So, uh, yeah, back back to you there. Uh, uh, what's your name? Mitch? Craig? Jesus. Really? Googleglop. Anyway, so we are going to talk about the three, maybe four important characters of this lovely film that came out in 2014. What, what We Do in the Shadows, um, written, directed, and starring Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. And Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, who just recently directed Thor Ragnarok. And I just want to say, I want to be friends with Taika Waititi, like, so badly. Right. Like, I just want to be his best friend. I invited him on the show. This guy's sense of humor is fantastic. He plants seeds. Like, if you haven't seen... Thor Ragnarok, uh, slight spoiler, I'll give you 10 seconds, 5, 3, 1. Okay, 
So he plays Cork, mm-hmm. a rock creature. Mm-hmm. And throughout the film, uh, when he first introduces himself, like he's planting little seeds of an overall overarching joke. Mm-hmm. He was part of the uh, the uh, Grandmaster's slave warriors because he tried to uh, instigate a rebellion, but he lost. He, he ended up losing the rebellion because only his mom and his uncle showed up because he didn't hand out enough pamphlets. At the end of the film, he thinks he's accidentally killed his friend, Meek, who has blades for hands. So those things put together, it is a long-ass rock-paper-scissors joke. He lost because he didn't hand out enough papers, so the paper defeated him. And then he accidentally killed his friend who had blade hands. Paper beats rock, rock beats scissors. That is commitment to comedy right there. Wow. I didn't even put that together. (laughs) That's kind of brilliant. That is Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's This is why he needs to be my best friend. I want him in my I life. invited him on the show, but I guess he was busy and also very famous, so he couldn't make it. Not that, you know, busy famous people don't come on the show, like, you know, we had Mike Price last week, we've had Corando, we've had uh Samantha Newark. Wolfie's here every week. I know he's a celebrity So famous busy own. people are always on the show and Taika you want to come on later, I know I invited you and Jermaine Clement. If you want to come on with Adam, that's fine. Jermaine, you're welcome to. Uh, we'll make things nice and shiny for you. So, just, All right. Are you done? Yeah. And if you guys know Ray Park. Oh, oh I knew God. this was coming. We've been trying to get him for a while. So, anyway, I already have a name for the episode with, with, with Ray Park. It's going to be called Half Off at the Mall. So, because he was Darth Maul, he got cut in half. So we don't go Anyways, there. so the film, if you have not seen it, it is on Amazon Prime. I think that's the only place we have it. Does anyone else know if it's on like Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. You can buy it. Which I'm going to do now because... I think it was... Uh, did you have to rent it? No, it was on... I have Amazon Prime, so I was Okay, yeah, to- so it's through Prime. All right, I wasn't sure if it was Prime or if it was like one of those like stars channels Mm-mm. or something. No, it was fully Prime. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, here's a basic kind of like plot point of it. Um, a documentary crew follows four vampire roommates, uh, Vigo, Vlad's, Vlad's, Vladislav, Vladislav, Deacon and Pita, who share a flat in Wellington, which is in New Zealand. Well, it's Peter. He just says it, Peter, because of his I just accent. like to say it. I like Peter. to say Peter, Peter, I brought you a chicken. Oh, my. That's... Peter, we are having a flat meeting. Uh, you don't have to go. I just wanted to let you know that we are having it. And oh, OK, OK, I brought you a chicken. That is like the best opening scene. I think I I had to rewatch it multiple times because it was just so fucking ridiculous. And then how, like, you get to, you're introduced to the four different vampires, which kind of correlate the four different vampires we've seen in cinematic. Um, and they're all different ages as different well. Different ages, yes. yes. But you get P- Pita, Pita, who is very much like a Nosferatu vampire. You've got... He's 8,000 years old. He's 8,000. Yes. 8,000 years old. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, 
Vigo, 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 whatever, um, who's kind of like the vampire from in, um, Interview with a Vampire. He's 379. Yes, he is. That's Taika Waititi. Um, we have Vladislav. Vladislav! Baby, don't hurt me. Who definitely represents... Don't hurt me no more. Sorry, that song had a way of getting into my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been playing in there for five hours. That's sad. Um, who's very much uh, Gary Old... Academy Award winning Gary Oldman's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, Bram Stoker me's Dracula. He really <laughs> does remind me of like Vlad the Impaler. Like that's well, Vlad well, the well, Imp- well, and they make joke Vlad. of that too yeah. when yeah. he's like, they call me Vladislav the Poker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you have Deacon, who's he's eight hundred sixty-two. By the way, I have this written down. I know I have it down here, and we have Deacon, who's one hundred and eighty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the Who's young the guy. youngest one, but he sounds very much like uh, Bala. Oh my God, Bala, Bala Lugosi's Lugosi? uh, Dracula. Very sounds very much like him, and he's a re- rebellious little fucker. Who yeah, I, but, I really but he loves to knit. I was gonna say, he, as oh evidenced God, by his crocheting, he's so cool, <laughs> and he knows how to exotic dance, 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 dance. So. <laughs> What I like about this film is that from doing some research before we get into the characters, um, they had filmed about 125 hours worth of footage and mostly all of it was completely improv, all improv on the cuff, which um, Clement and Watiti kind of reserved their scripts. He did, They didn't want to give out what the scripts would be to the actors. They wanted to kind of have everything kind of spontaneous. Kind of like see what, what they can go with. With the um, atmosphere, the roles that they were playing. Kind of feed off of one of each other. And it came out perfect. Um, so which, which vampire should we dive into first? I think we should save uh, Vigo for the end. Vigo. Uh-huh. Let's, we can start off with well, Peter. Yeah, let's start off with Peter, seeing as unfortunately his time is short-lived. Even though he's 8,000. He's over 8,000! Well, he's 8,000, but a lot of um, a little factoid about this uh, this character is his, his costume, his makeup was the most expensive. So they kind of sh- limited his time on the um, film, which kind of sucks because I enjoyed him. He didn't have to speak much, but he was just like that opening scene where Vigo just goes out and, you know, he's trying to conduct a roommate meeting. It flat, feels like very meeting. much like real world MTV real world. Like, yes. Yeah. Which I was, which was great. Seven strangers picked to live in a house <laughs> Four vampires <laughs> coming together, sharing flats well, coming out night it's funny you say like he doesn't speak much like i don't think he really says anything other than like hissing i mean mm. i'd have to read well, he's very much a fair like a feral vampire yeah. he's yeah, uh, he's, he's the, the, the classic you know the very classic nosferatu vampire the scary misshapen just grotesque uh thing but his comedy doesn't lie in like what he does it's like situational, yeah. The vacation pictures they have, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like where he's just sitting there. Like he has the exact same posture and mannerism. In like, every, don't isn't there one where like they're at Disneyland or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. got like a hat on, like a funny yeah, something hat. like yeah. he's he's dressed up like with yeah. the rest of yeah, them. It's and he phenomenal. just he looks out of place with everyone else, 
and it's almost like um you know your your grandparents like including your grandparents and something you know and and it just they kind of (laughs) make everything look a little awkward but you're still including them that's kind of what i think of um peter as being like he's kind of like the resident grandpa you know i mean being eight thousand years old I'm, i'm sure you know my you know I'm not that far off, but um, yeah, you know, like he's, they're still, they're, they're wanting to include him. They're ultimately kind of forced to live together because, you know, where else are you going to get other vampires to cohabitate with? Mm -hmm. And the rent is just cheaper that way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I, I enjoyed uh, Peter the vampire for as long as as he lasted I really liked the kind of like the um, the contrast between the classic scary like mm-hmm. raw feral vampire against the more current pop culture yeah. um, relatable desirable vampires They're that the other guys like were playing caricatures of what right. pop well, culture yeah is. exactly like they they are but i just i really liked the contrast between you know his vampire versus the other vampires no i com- i completely agree what were you gonna say were you gonna say something patrick i was just gonna say like i like the fact that they've gone with these different types of uh like older vampires so that like when you see things like when they meet Stu, <laughs> Stu shows them like the internet and like shit like that like you know shows them facebook and how to poke people and vladislav gets all excited yes poker do that like that is like it's just like this really like almost out of place interaction again like what you were saying it's like trying to show your grammar how do i do the skypes but it's like like i said earlier it's kind of they all pay tribute to the different vampires in movies like obviously we get nick who is kind of he was sacrificed and and he was forced to be sacrificed in a situation by deacon's familiar and he gets turned by peter and he goes around throughout the town saying, oh, I'm, you know, that guy from Twilight. Like, I'm well, that I was guy. Say, like, he represents like the more modern, like Twilight-esque vampire, yeah. the hipster vampire yep. that we're seeing, you know, currently that I'm, you know, I, I, have, I have mixed feelings about. But, <laughs> but yeah, he represents that. So you're getting to see this really nice spectrum of these caricatures mm-hmm. of the vampire characters throughout the years. And I think that's just really cool. Well, the best part is when he, you know, he's out, he's bragging to everybody, like, and not just girls. And that's how Peter dies, because he's just out bragging. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm a vampire. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm a vampire hunter. Oh, yeah? Here's my email and phone number, and, like, here's my address, and here's all this stuff. And then, like, come find to find out, out he really was a vampire he hunter and was a vampire went hunter. and ultimately killed poor Peter. Yeah, and they couldn't save him because he let sunlight in. Like he right. broke in, and it was sunlight. But Peter, Peter took him out. Oh yeah, oh, like he those did older vampires. Drop the door from those his... older vampires are hard to are hard to take really? down. They've been around. They've seen a lot. It's been around the block once. But or before twice. we get into the other few, we should talk about Nick because that kind of segues into the other characters. But so Nick, who um, 
is a newer vampire, couple couple months old. Doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. I I hated Nick. I did not like Nick. I did not. I liked what Nick, Nick brought to the table, Stew. which was Stew. Really enjoyed Stew. Um, I felt bad for Stew, and then Stew actually had a happy ending, and that made me really happy. And I'm sure we'll talk about Stew in a little bit. But I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't connect with Nick. Um, I, I thought Nick wasn't as funny, and maybe it's kind. He kind of reminded me of. A teenager hanging out with like his older brother's friends or something, yeah. and so like he's trying to be cool, like a twenty-six-year-old like, who hangs out with like fifty-year-olds, but then talks shit about thirty-year-olds who hang out with twenty-two-year-olds. Uh, okay. <laughs> not, not oh exactly like that, but similar. I can't no, believe like, you'd hang out with someone younger than you. Excuse me while I hang out with people older than my parents. But it's like oh, so I'm a he, girl, bitch. Patrick, Sorry, we do I not bring that. Somebody's medicine. still harboring, yeah, resentment. I think there's a shining type thing going on. Somewhere. A shinning. You, you got the sued. shinning. Right. Um, you got shin on you. Okay, but anyways, yeah. So I think it's that kind of like he's not really sure of his place he's now this vampire he thinks it's really cool but he's not really sure how to act so he's just kind of making it up as he goes along versus really instead of learning from the other vampires which you know and they're trying to take him under their wings um pun intended (laughs) Um, you drive me betty um you know they're they're trying to you know be not necessarily role models, but, you know, provide learning experiences for him. You know, hey, this is how to behave. This is how not to behave. But he's kind of just doing his own thing. Yeah. And is kind of like ignorant, just, you know, just completely oblivious to the dangers of being a vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, dude, you don't want to get caught. Like, yeah, sure. You know, they're in what, Norway? They're in uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. I knew it began with an N. So there's this whole like underground subculture of actual vampires in New Zealand. Yeah. Who knew? Like the teenager um, girls that go and kill the pedophiles. Oh, oh my God, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was a good scene. Um, but I, he's, it's still kept. I mean, you know, the movie's called What We Do in the Shadows. Everything's still kept behind closed doors. Like mm-hmm. it's still kept hush hush. And. You know, he was bringing too many of their secrets, too many of uh, bringing too much attention to them. Yeah. No, I and definitely agree. I think Nick, I think there always has to be a character that, you know, does it like he's not necessarily bad, but he's just like he's not lovable. He's starting to learn his ways as a vampire. He's just very much like you said, he's very ignorant. He just, you know, he's like. When him and Vigo and Vlad and Stuart out together, you know, he just reaches for a chip or as a French fry we call in the United States and he starts puking up blood like and he realizes, holy fuck, like I can't have my favorite food in the world. Is pukes like gallons and gallons. Yeah, of blood. yeah. Spends the entire night like flying on the ceiling, yeah. you know, puking up blood all over the place. Mm hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts about Nick Patrick? I think he is kind of a jerk 
and he's very selfish and self-centered because partly because uh deacon didn't like him at all which is understandable uh and was constantly combative with him and instead of saying stuff like hey there's a reason that <clears throat> we're a combined almost 2000 years old it's because we abide by these specific rules and we've had to adapt and change and evolve with the changing times, you know, technology and, and, and whatnot. Um, whereas Nick has the, uh, mentality of like this entitled young kid who is like, Oh, well now I can do even more of what I want. And like, now I can fly and I can do this. And, you know, after the French fry scene, he complains like, "Ooh, I can't eat fries! Like this is bullshit, man! I'm gonna tell my dad, and he's gonna sue you." You know, like he doesn't say that, but like you know, that's but the, that's ultimately the attitude. That's that he the has. attitude. Yeah. Like, oh, if I'd known I couldn't eat fries, I wouldn't become a vampire. It's like you can fly, asshole. Like if I if someone was like, "Listen, you have to give up the ability to eat fries. You can never eat fries again without vomiting insanely." But you can fly. I'd be like... Fries. Well, <laughs> I choose the fries. I liked fries, but fries are flies. Like, But I can still eat the fries. I'll just vomit like crazy. So what I would do is I would eat a bunch of fries, fly over people I don't like, and then just vomit like crazy. Jeez. Wow. That would teach them. That's They twisted. would stay out of my gazebo. But speaking of flying, we did talk about Deacon for a little bit, which would be a great segue. So Nick and Deacon do not like each other, especially Deacon, who really hates him, especially when probably one of the turning points of the film is when Peter dies. Um, Deacon has a very fond, he respects Peter, but also it's because Peter's the one who turned him into a, a vampire. And you see the quarrel between Nick and Deacon. And Deacon, he's the younger, as they quote, the younger vampire, the rebellious one who likes to knit, who likes... To, what up, my knitter? <laughs> we should be friends, too. Um, but, um, you know, he loves to knit. He likes to exotic dance, which he proudly displays. Um, he... I'm trying to remember much of it. I, like... Deacon was not one of my favorites, but I kind of respected him in some ways where, you know, you see him try to be a role model for Nick, but not really. Um, In his storyline in the film, he has a familiar named Jackie where, you know, he promises her, oh, like you will become a vampire one day. Like you're going to do all my um, cleaning, my cooking. Well, not cooking, but. Well, basically cooking. He's, she's going to go get him his food. But, um, and he, you know, he plays with her. He toys with her. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you do this for me. I will give you internal life. And he, I, he has that asshole attitude. I really didn't like him for a while, but I'd rather have him than Nick. Well, Vigo does the same thing. That's true. Except yeah. his guy is like 105 years old. And like, in a different oh, you country. You you're going to turn me into a vampire. That was 70 years ago. My life's essentially over. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so does that make him Alfred because Vigo is a Batman? Oh, yeah. 
cut his mic. Zing. <laughs> Y'all can talk. No, we're just giving give you side eye for just thinking that, that does shit. not translate well over the radio. Ashley and I are just giving him a look of like, are you? I can't believe it. How about you, Ashes? What are your thoughts about Deacon? I like that he can transform into dogs <laughs> and have sex. Yeah, it's like, oh, how was your light night night last night? It's like, oh, I transform into a dog and had sex. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh um. Yeah, I think. Well. His purpose is kind of, he was the Nick of the group before Nick. And, you know, now that Nick is part of the group, you know, on, uh, not that they had like any say in it, but, Mm -hmm. you know, now Nick is part of the group. I think he's trying to kind of figure out what his role is now, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the bad boy of the group, you know, um, and eventually, you know, uh, towards the end, after the disemboweling of Stu, oh he does kind of get a little, falls into a little bit of a leadership role and mm-hmm. in, in attempting, and I'm going to use that term, attempting to console Nick, you know, saying, kind of like getting in touch with things, you know, that's the curse about being a vampire is that you watch everyone die, your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, your friends, like everyone dies and you're still here. And then mentions like, oh, but you know, you get to see the disemboweling of your friend, like, you know, but, but he's trying to say it in like a, it's coming from a place of, of he's trying to be sympathetic, empathetic towards Nick. Um, But at the same time, it's not a role that he's had to fill before. So he's kind of trying his best to mm-hmm. be like a like a big brother to, to Nick. You know, mm-hmm. Be like, hey, this is what happens. But his execution's just a little off. Yeah. But I thought, you know, uh, Deacon wasn't my favorite. Um, I definitely liked Peter more than Peter. Deacon. Um, but I think my my favorites definitely are Vlad and Vigo. I think we should talk about those two. Yes. Let's, let's talk about Vlad. Oh, oh Vlad. I don't know why, but Jermaine <laughs> Clement just does it for me. I, there's something about there's something so foxy about him. It what was weird is I feel like Patrick had told me Julian Barrett was in it, and I thought that was Julian Barrett, and I was like, that is not. I didn't say not- Julian Barrett was in it. I said he should have been. Okay, then I got, yeah, I mis- I misheard what you were saying, because I was like, where is Julian? I don't see Julian, but I love Jermaine Clement as Vlad. Like, oh my god. he wants- He's foxy in it. I, I will give him that. Pretty foxy. I call yeah. this look dead but delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um so anybody want to start the discussion for vlad so vlad is definitely a proxy for vlad the impaler yes um he vlad even, the poker even kind of looks like him yes um down to like all the the wood cuts and stuff from the 16th century although from him i think he would be like the 1200s um so he's got a very interesting backstory um 
he doesn't do it for me though. Uh, it's just not not my thing. Um, I do like the fact that he likes to get all dressed up when he goes out, and he's uh, he's definitely the ladies' man of the group because he's always having like random orgies. Well, yeah, I was like, well, we're introduced to him when. Vigo opens his door to tell him about the flatmate meeting that they're having. Um, Vlad is in the middle of like this succubus orgy <laughs> and he just hisses at him. He's like, okay, I come back later. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that that's, he's funny because it's Jermaine Clement and Jermaine Clement is naturally funny. Uh, but the way he plays off Taika Waititi and the fact that they wrote this together, like they really knew what they were getting into and how they were going to approach these characters, even though nobody else got a script, like they knew what they were going in for. Well, and I think you know for for him, so his character is eight hundred and sixty two years old. So coming, you know, playing a character that old, you really kind of need to have some idea of the history involved in the character and how he he dresses and how he presents himself over all and you know the suggesting of getting slaves um you know <laughs> really lends to lends to that i think that he did a really good job of just adding those dimensions to that character yeah you know kind of staying true to the time period that he's used to however you can see that um especially with the help of Stu being pulled into the 20 whatever century it is um you know he's still kind of holding on to little bits of of what he's comfortable with no i agree and we also should mention about his kind of quarrel with the beast which is which plays a huge the beast the beast so we are told about how um vlad is used to be a very powerful vampire he used to hypnotize crowds and crowds and have 20 to 60 women orgies and blah 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 but he kind of got dethroned by this quote-unquote the beast and it's basically his arch nemesis and you know, we have dropped hints about how, like, the Beast has impacted his way of life in a way. He's not able to have that same confidence. He's not able to be the vampire that he used to be. And towards the end of the film, at this big masquerade ball that they're all invited to, which is, like, this huge kind of secret society get-together, and they honor, they usually honor somebody. And so Vlad is like all excited. He thinks it's going to be him. Unfortunately, it's not. It is his arch rival. And I was kind of, I was kind of thrown for a bone where I was like, oh, it's going to be another guy. It was actually his ex-girlfriend, Pauline, who was the beast. And their interaction, you know, they they still have some sort of love between them. Like, he really hates her for what she did, but he does kind of love her. Like, you know, they have that. They they kind of mesh together. They're both perverts. and Oh, yeah. Like, she's ultimately the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Just completely devastated him, broke his heart, to the point where he's thinking of going to this masquerade ball and it's legit making himself sick. He's yeah. aging himself 
over stress of, you know, the beast is being honored and not me and the beast and, you know, just having the potential of confronting the beast and being in the same room as her, breathing the same air. You know, it's just it's just legit making him sick. Like he looked like he was 862 years old towards the end of the film um, because he just although he bounced back pretty Pretty, pretty well, quickly. pretty yeah, and, and and got himself dressed up and pulled himself up by the bootstraps and uh, made his way to the masquerade ball. And I believe, I believe they're together. Yeah, they, they got, are back together. They got back so, together. So yeah, much to the chagrin of their his, his flatmates, <laughs> they got back together. Now, to probably my absolute favorite vampire of this film, Vigo. Vigo, Vigo, Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. He was from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, which the quote unquote one of the hell scenes where they're the wolves are being changed and chained up is where they filmed um, a scene from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Little little tidbit, but okay. Why, do, Patsy? I know this is your favorite vampire. Why is he your favorite? Well, because it's Taika Waititi first. And, like, when we're first introduced to him, like, he's trying to, you know, like, the opening of the movie, he's trying to, he's kind of, like, the mom of the group. Yeah, well, like, and it's funny because he actually channeled his mom yeah, when oh, playing that, this character. So, right. yes. Like, even, like, a kind of, like, a like a higher-pitched voice when he's, like, talking to everyone, you know, like, when he first meets Peter, he's like, oh, Peter, we are having a flat meeting and... Uh, you know, you don't have to go, but uh, I just wanted to extend to you the invitation. You know, and he's very, he's passive, but he's trying to be firm. He's definitely the peacemaker of the group. Like, I know you don't really want to, but uh, you have to do the dishes. Like, that's your chore. <laughs> and Deacon's like, oh, I'm not doing the dishes. We don't even need food. <laughs> like, but he gets him to do the dishes. Yeah. You know, so he's being very firm and... You know, he's very non-confrontational, but he tries to find a way around everything, like you said, like kind of like being a peacemaker. It's like, well, this is really what I want, and uh, almost kind of like the the boss from uh, Office Space. It's like, yeah, so if you could do the dishes, that would be great. <laughs> so that's why I, I like it. Plus, it's Taika Waititi, and he's fucking funny, so... What are your thoughts, Ashes? So it's a character that doesn't... I I don't know what it is, but I feel like, again, like Patsy said, if it was played by anybody else, it wouldn't be as charming and as hilarious. But because Taika Waititi has such a a specific sense of humor and a different... um, He has this this charisma (laughs) that is very unique to him. And he, I think it's just his overall, I mean, obviously it helps that he created it and wrote it and everything else, but like his overall just approach to the character, like it's so well thought out that he can do these little things, like these little nuances, like how he speaks to his flatmates and, you know, how he says it words certain things and what have you like it's just it's funny it's just it's funny like how he gets upset about like who ruined his antique couch and like how he's like 
You guys need to use a towel or newspapers. To- uh, which couch? The red one. <laughs> well, it wasn't red when we started. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel. But like- he does. He does figure out, you know, <laughs> like he's giving everybody shit about it, but he does realize that there's an issue when, you know, he goes to use the couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He, he bursts an artery. Oh no! I, I like oh, his shit. his like. I don't want to say like it's. It reminds me of if <coughs> Armand Gold. I mean, Albert Goldman was a uh, a vampire. That's how he would have acted. Oh my! Oh oh no! Oh oh! There's blood everywhere! Oh oops! No! Oh. <laughs> And what's really interesting about Vigo is that he he moved to Wellington. He didn't just show up there. He was after a love, a lost love, Catherine. And we see, we get to learn more about Catherine as he goes to visit her at her retirement building. We learn that he had a servant back in whatever country he came from. Philip and he Philip has asked him what happened to Catherine but he's like oh we don't talk about that blah blah and then he realizes at some point that you know he should go out he live his life be with the person he loves Catherine is like 96 years old at this point and what I really enjoyed at the very end how he's like oh people are going to make fun of our age people are going to call me a cradle rocker and oh I just I like Asha says it's like those little like tidbits of charm and just funniness that what Titi brings to this character it just it he brings he kind of brings the the whole dynamic together with the entire the entire group of uh vampires and he I just I just love him like he's my favorite vampire out of all four of them well and it's subtle his humor is subtle. Like everything is, it's not big production out there. Like beat you over the head. Super funny. It's subtle. Like there are parts where I think are so funny, but I didn't think it was funny until like the second time watching it, Mm -hmm. you know, like this movie definitely has rewatch value and you pick up on little things, but there's so much attention to detail. Yeah. So much attention to detail. So when you do rewatch it for the second or third or whatever time, like you, you're still picking up on little things and you can kind of delve deeper into these characters even more. And this, uh, the subtleties are what gets me, you know, just inflections in the voices mm-hmm. or, you know, brief interactions. Um, I, it's just, it's so well written and these characters are so well developed. And the fact that they, I think you can kind of tell that a lot of it isn't scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- it kind of gives it more of like a an awkward documentary feeling, yeah. you know, having it be 
improv versus having every little thing scripted Mm -hmm. you know having them know their characters and just be like okay this is the scene let's go you know versus having everything like be super scripted and and perfect because you know i mean even like podcasting you know everything's pretty much off the cuff and sometimes we're very eloquent and sometimes not so much you know and and that's just real life and i think that's gives the characters such a they're just so believable. Mm-hmm. So like you think that these are real people watching this. Like it's easy to get swept up yeah. and think that you're actually watching a documentary versus a mockumentary, you yeah. know? Um, and the way that it's presented, you know, Taika Waititi's character is the first thing that you see. Yeah. You know, and that that image just stays with you. The hi, <laughs> you know, welcome to my home. You know, I just it's just it's perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. Um, before we end our conversation of these wonderful vampires, um, there's a sequel in the works, um, mostly about the vampires that they be. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they befriend because Stu. We can't forget about Stu. Oh, poor Stu. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so they there's a film, this a sequel, which is going to be rumored to be called Werewolves or What We Do in the Moonlight, kind of following the opposite of vampires. We talk about werewolves. There are two spinoff series planned. Um, so in the film, the... The flatmates are kind of investigated by two cops. Yes. So um, Karen and Mike. A couple of times. A couple of times. And so um, there is a series, a six-part series that's going to be in New Zealand um, called Wellington Paranormal. And it's basically Karen and Mike kind of investigating, you know, emergency calls. And I think... Uh, Clement and Watiti are a part of that uh, production, kind of giving their insights. So 2018, if you live in Australia, New Zealand, you get to see it. So hopefully we'll get to see it. But also, FX has ordered a pilot of an American version of What We Do in the Shadows featuring um, Matt Barry, who was Dixon Brainbridge in uh, The Mighty Boosh, who's in the IT crowd, so hopefully we'll get to see that very soon. So there's a lot more of what we do in the shadows, a lot of Clement and Watiti's influence everywhere. But um, any last notes from either of you? No, I think the, we've pretty much uh, covered it pretty well. I mean, ah. other than telling people to go out and watch <coughs> the movie. Amazon Prime. Well, you don't even have to go out. Just stay home. Stay home. Download it. It's on my phone Do it right in the now. shadows. Yes. Ashes, anything? So the movie is only like an hour and a half. I swear. It's like the best 90 minutes of your life. Like, just do it. Watch it. Tell us what you think of it. I love it. I've been trying to get Patrick to watch it for a while. I'm like, you need to watch this movie. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get around to it. I'm like, no. No. You need yeah, to we, watch this movie. Yeah, we did. And I what is good. this voice right now? Oh my god! And we started I think I'm watching to that it. Point now. <laughs> we started watching it uh, during one of the twenty-seven storms we had in March. Oh my god! And we had like half an hour left when the power went out, and so we couldn't watch it for like two days. 
And all I wanted to know was what happened at the end and like if Stu is okay. <laughs> I've watched it, so I watched it the first time on Sunday and it's now quote unquote Thursday. I've watched it probably five times in yeah. that in that quote unquote forty eight hours of seeing it. I really You don't <laughs> have to say quote unquote. Well quote unquote shh. So I did I Hashtag watched, quote unquote. So I watched it multiple times. It's just funny. It's so good. I think it's probably one of my new favorite films. I'm, I'm so bummed that I it took me this long to watch it because you guys were raving about it and finally watched it. So go out there. Let us know what you think. Who's your favorite vampire out of that? The clan and um the coven. And we will be right back. We're going to battle results, wrap things up, talk about next show. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death. Taxes and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her oh wait is she a great big fan person you just hit the jackpot this is a weird movie huh it had action it had suspense it had great characters it had great acting i'm gonna strangle you with my jockey shorts i don't like mobster movies all right well here's my take you're a sick fuck thank you now shut the fuck up and let me talk have you ever seen 2001 the box right the box and the monkey available on itunes stitcher radio and trick-or-treatradio.com Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful guy down down south in Texas. So, last week we introduced a battle. Krusty the Clown. I was going to say Krusty the Crab. Krusty the Crab. Krusty Crab. And Bozo the Clown. And some clown won. That yeah, clown. See, we are... We are uh, I'm gonna no, 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 no. Hey, come on. We are not going to tell you who won... You have to go to Facebook to find out. It's called yeah. a teaser. 
So why should we do the work for you? Yeah, we're making you do everything. So mainly because uh, we're all still in mourning over the loss of. Uh, oh God, I forget his name now, Bozo. but he's the original guy who played Bozo. I thought you guys were joking. No, like, why would I joke about that? Like, I, don't, I don't know. That's messed up. I can't believe you're so macabre. Mm-hmm. So our battle was Krusty the Clown versus Pozo the Clown in a battle of the TV Kids Clowns. Be sure to check out the Facebook page. Type in Throwdown Thursday Podcast into Facebook, and it'll bring you to the group that we have, which is really great. Ask to join. Yeah, just ask to join. I'll let you in. Well, uh, we do need several forms of ID, a blood sample, and we have to make sure you don't have any outstanding library books, which apparently I found out I have an outstanding library book, as well as, wait, for are some you reason... For real? For oh, some this reason, is okay. No, this is a story. Kay. Okay, just to wrap it up, check out the Facebook page. That's where the poll is. That's where we're going to be putting the results this week. And yeah, so this is a crazy story. So we are trying to get... Um, library cards for the Grafton Public Library. We've been living here for years. We've been talking about getting library cards for a while mm-hmm. because I believe that it is super important to support your local public library. Yeah, yeah. I know Agent Nicole does frequently. I know Nick does too. And, you know, it's just something that, especially I'm trying to get, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to learn how to reread again. Um, Reading is hard. You know, and not like that, like public libraries tend to keep up with the times. Mm -hmm. So not only do they offer books, but they offer offer other sources of media as well, like CDs and readers and hotspot Wi-Fi thingies. I was really surprised. We got periodicals on Patrick and I were talking, you know, it's funny you mentioned Borders earlier. Um, Borders used to be our hangout spot when we first started dating. Like we would go to Borders, we would grab a coffee and we would just either like roam Mm -hmm. the, you know, the bookstore or we would sometimes bring stuff to read and we would hang out and drink coffee and read or we would go and we would buy something Mm -hmm. and then hang out and read. But that was our hangout spot. I had a writing group that I went to there. Yeah, it was. Trish Wildridge. It was a really awesome spot. And... Borders is no longer. Our local Borders was turned into a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. And a tile store. And a tile store, which is just so sad. So we were thinking, oh, you know, to kind of fill this void, you know, I I don't know. I just, I can't get into Barnes & Noble. No, it's just can't. Plus there's a Starbucks there and we don't Starbucks. I... I know we go off tangent, but it's okay. Um, I don't mind Barnes and Nobles, but their fucking prices are well. There's ridiculous. that too. For me, I do have a local bookstore, uh, Tatnuck, and they have like yes. their own little. Yeah, that's not too far from yeah. us either. It's a local. They have a local cafe in there. Really, I good did food. a book signing there once. And they're really nice, and they have little. It's a little like I support the small businesses. It's a what are those caves? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, or, or cafe, you know, if you want to pronounce it the correct way. Um, but so, yeah, I, and you know, it's funny, I didn't even think of that. I mean, we've been to Tatnook, like you said, he's had book signings and stuff mm-hmm. there. Um, but it's not as, it's, it's a little out of the way yeah. for us, not super far out of the way, you know, it's it's a drive. But, you know, for us, like when we were living 
um, when when Borders was around, we were actually living right across the street from Borders. Yeah. So it was just a perfect, you know, right across the street. So we were looking and we're like, oh, you know what we should do? We should get a library card. And then we could just go and hang out at the library, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, maybe, as the cool kids do. <laughs> right? Well, not only that. So they offer, uh, sometimes your local library will offer either free or discounted passes to mm-hmm. local, like, museums and yeah. other places. So State Park. Um, we are, or at this point, by the time this airs, we will have already um, gone to the New England Aquarium nice. for Patrick's birthday. The sharks have accepted me as one of their own. <laughs> to, to, um, they were all like, check hello, out. fellow shark. They have a new shark exhibit up, as Does well as a, I believe, like, great white um, IMAX yeah. movie going as well. It was great. Great and white. Ooh. Um, but anyways, so we're in the process of trying to get library cards, which is a little more tedious than I had anticipated. Really? And Patrick was trying to get his, and I'm going to let him finish the story. What did you do? Yeah, so they, I was like, you know, we haven't really had a chance to get down there because we've been very busy and work is crazy. You know, is there any way we could do it online? And the nice librarian, her name is Heidi, was uh, kind enough to email us back. And she's like, well, we don't really have an online thing, but I can look up to see if you have a card anywhere else. And if so, you can, um, you know, just basically use that because you're where we live in Massachusetts. There's like 150 libraries mm-hmm. that you can use your, yeah, your the card C- at. CW Mars. Yes, but it's not actually on Mars. And it's not Dynamo Mars. That's a different type of Mars. So they were like, oh, well, it turns out, like, did you ever live at this address? And I said, yeah, like 27 years ago. It's like, well, it looks like you have a couple of outstanding books. And I'm like, what? And they're like, "Uh, the case of the duck in the elevator or some shit like that. The case of the elevator duck. Yeah. And Aladdin on VHS. (laughs) So I need to remedy the situation of, with the elevator duck and Aladdin VHS with the uh, Auburn uh, Public Library. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he got a response email saying that he needs to either pay for his... Did they give you a price? To, no, no, he would need to contact the Auburn Public Library in order to do that oh, because God. that's where his, they, these were um, taken from. But yeah, he needs to either um, replace these items oh or you know, work it out with the Auburn Public Library. Oh, I'm like, do you really think that they're sad over... You know, Aladdin on VHS. Or the case of the elevator duck. Like, there's, like, one kid that's been sitting outside for four years, like, oh, uh, you know, he's, like, some orphan, and, like, the only thing is, like, the only way he'll get adopted is if he can get a, a, a copy of the case of the elevator duck. Oh and, like, it's my fault he was never way adopted. But... Oh, well, I hope... Well, I can't wait to learn what happens with this beautiful... Me either. 
I want to know what happened. Well, clearly it's already been resolved by the time this episode <laughs> oh, has dropped true. because we're recording it in the past and you're hearing it in the future. So I'm coming to save the day. We're po- trying to see if we can get things under my name instead. You seeing should be as able to. I believe- it's like when you have really bad credit, so like somebody else. <laughs> right. it's, that's pretty much what it is right now. So uh, they have to check to see if my library renting history is clean. I think... Yeah. Did you know you have a boat loan with the uh, Gardner Public Library? You owe their boat back. I but think you're able Gardner's to- landlocked. Why would they need a boat? I smell shenanigans. I think you should be able to get it with just one one of you, and you get two passes. Like that's how Westboro does it. Like you go in, they give you passes, and then you just have to return it by the end of the day or so. Yeah, we have to go either Saturday or <coughs> Monday, and then bring them back the following time but anyways so yeah so these passes so it would have cost oh roughly 30 dollars a person Mm -hmm. to get into the new england aquarium with these passes it is ten dollars a person yep that's that's right yeah it's and i'm a shark so i don't know how much they're going to charge me uh, you know, thanks to donations made by, you know, local Grafton Citizens. residents, yes, <laughs> residents and um, corporations and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's there like and it, they want you to. And that's the thing, too. They want you to use it. It's there for you to use. Yeah. And people are you know, different organizations um, have put forth money to help people you know go and utilize these services Mm -hmm. that they may not be able to utilize so you know go check your public library and see what they offer yeah i mean if you want to go see uh, if there's a film that you really want to see and you can't find it anywhere they're able to get that film for you from different towns and it's so great and guess what it's free. And you never know when you're going to find random things pop up in your past from 25 years ago that, you know, you still owe a place a VHS copy of fucking Aladdin. If I still had it, I would let you have it. I have Aladdin on, like, multiple formats, but I don't think I have the library's Aladdin. (laughs) I just think that's so funny that after... 24 years ago, they're asking me. Like, I moved from the address they asked me about in 1994. I just think it's funny. See, I thought after a while that things were erased. You know what I like mean? Like a no, it's like kind of thing. It's yeah. like a murder. There is no statute of limitations on fucking library God, late like, fees. Even your car insurance companies forget accidents after a while. You know, everything else kind of you know, your credit report. Things, I will. Things fall off after a while. I will post updates on the 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 page about what's going on and what ends up happening because this is crazy i am so intrigued so next week what are we going to talk about next week we will be discussing the man with no name zap brannigan that's how he introduced himself in uh the episode where the bugalo roam i am the man with no name zap brannigan if you are unfamiliar with zap brannigan he is the leader of the Democratic Order of Planets and captain of the Nimbus on the TV show, and well, now canceled TV show, Futurama. So you have some time to check it out and see some of the things that uh, he has done. Uh, I strongly recommend, um, watch if you watch all four of the movies, 
uh, which is season six on Hulu. He is in every one of the movies. He's the only non-main character to appear in all of the movies. Um, Brannigan Begin Again is a good episode. So check out some of those, and uh, you'll have a good working knowledge on who this guy is. But that's what we'll be discussing next week. So stay tuned, and we will see see you next Thursday. Thursday.